thank you for joining us on this podcast today. My name is Sheila Woodruff, and I'm Director of Outreach here at Christ Church United Methodist. And I am Leanne Hadley. I'm one of the ministers here at Christ Church, and um, my area that I oversee is birth through 18 years old. We are so excited to talk to you today about our Christ Church Advent Challenge. We want to write 1,000 prayers for children. As you may have heard, we are doing this um, for children who have been suffering from child abuse and neglect. Kentucky currently has the highest rate of child abuse and neglect in the entire country, and Indiana is second. The most data uh, reports that about 22,000 cases of substantiated abuse, which means that it's been reported and also verified, um, have occurred in Kentucky in 2017. That's the most recent. And so just to give you some perspective on that, 22,000 children would just about fill Rupp Arena. Last I saw, I think it's 23,000 people fit wow. in Rupp Arena. Um, and at University of Louisville, for our L fans, we currently have just over 15,000 undergraduate students. So 22,000 cases of child abuse in Kentucky, 15,000 undergrad students. Um, when I read that comparison, it just crushed me. Yeah. And so um, we also know from our experts that a number, uh, that number may be more than double, 22,000, that it might be closer to 50,000 children as so many cases go unreported, um, especially as we're dealing with infants and young children, um, kids too small to be at school and have other people watching out for them and reporting cases that they see come in. So those are kind of the hard facts. The, the facts are so hard to hear, and I know it's easy just to put your head in the sand and think, I don't want to think about this at the holidays, but um, this is important. It matters, and so we chose Advent as a time to highlight this. Should we tell them kind of how it how it organically grew here at Christ Church? Yes, Do you want to tell them great. sort of about our meeting and yes. all that? Yes, so this started, um, some of you probably read the Courier-Journal series of articles that came out this summer, and one of our church members read it, came to us, and said, this is terrible and we need to do something. As a church, we need to do something um, and wasn't sure exactly what, prayed about it and came back and said, I think we need to pray. I think we need to write a thousand prayers is the big plan and I think we can do it. I think this is a great church that would support this and supports children. And so I said, okay, let's talk to Leanne because she knows stuff about kids. So, so we brought Leanne together with um, another church member to kind of plan through the logistics of what this might look like and what we could do. What is so precious about this is that the man who is sort of spearheading it or the one who came to us is so, you know, he wants to be um, held in confidence. He doesn't want anybody to know who he is. And it's yeah. just, he's like, I'm just a person that cares deeply about kids and I'm not the only person. I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about the kids who need the prayers. I think it's so beautiful. Absolutely. Um, it really touched my heart. Um, so, uh, you know, why? one of the questions I keep getting already is why, why are we praying? Why don't we do something? Yes. Yeah. Um, do you want to say anything about that? Well, I think you should, should talk I? a little bit about the prayer part of it. So okay. let's talk about that, and we'll get to the do something maybe a little bit later. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, um, you know, there are a lot of people in this community that care deeply about children. We're certainly not the only organization that's noticed these statistics that was in the paper. I mean, people, teachers, social workers, parents, um, there's just so much medical professionals. There's so much out there about these children, and I... You know, if we could fix this problem easily, I think we would have done it by now. Yes. So as a church, um, 
we believe in the power of prayer and we believe that it's time um, for us rather than to just jump in there and try to do something and guess what's wrong just to just take a step back especially during this this time between now and and christmas just take a step back and pray um, I think the prayers are going to do several things for us. I think one is it's going to raise awareness so that if there is somebody that isn't aware of these statistics, um, I can't even wrap my head around 22,000. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even, but, but it'll help us understand what the problem is. Um, so it'll raise awareness, but I also think that it gives us space to listen to God. Um, God loves these children. Yes. As, and God knows, you know, the scripture tells us God knows every hair on their head. So as a church, we can't assume that we know what's best for these children until we consult God. God knows what is best, and so we are trying to be faithful and just pray and trust that God will speak to somebody and that we'll do something that will organically grow out of these prayers. Um, and, and I think that Advent and Christmas, there's so much of it that we say is so commercial, and I'm tired of the commercialization of, of Christmas. Well, you know, in addition to shopping and baking cookies and stuff, I hope that we can just stop and, and pray about something that matters. And, um, and it'll break our hearts, and out of that brokenness will grow something we never imagined. I am, I am confident of that. Amen. The verse that keeps coming to my head as we've been talking through this um, for couple months now has been you know, the light has come into the world and the darkness will not overcome it and that's what we celebrate at Advent and um, I think is so important as we think through this that it's hard for us to imagine as human beings how you could begin to tackle a problem of this magnitude but God already understands and sees and knows and is waiting for us to listen I think right. sometimes and and you know it doesn't have to be a complicated prayer we're not asking people to write poetry right we're asking people to pray so it can be as simple as just shutting your eyes for two seconds and saying God you love these children give us direction yes. it can be that simple it, you don't have to be a writer or a clergy or something to to join us in this prayer movement Yes. We haven't done the count for the first week yet. Uh, we started this last Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent, and I have a bag sitting next to me full of the prayers that we've collected oh, so far. Do. It's a good It's a good number. I can't estimate um, just yet, but I've been reading through some of them, and they're really beautiful, but you're right in saying that simplicity is good sometimes because we don't know exactly what to pray. I read one today that said, Lord, I just pray a hedge of protection, and I pray that you speak some hope into the lives of these children today. I um, As hope was our focus. I am, I'm peeking into your bag, and yes. some people even drew pictures. I yes. love that. Yes. <laughs> there was one sweet little girl. She wrote three different cards while she was in church. She's five years old. She's on my son's Aww. soccer team, and she wrote five different cards to um, pray to God and to bless kids. So it, it can be really what moves your heart and how you communicate with God. And, you know, we do that differently, each of us. So. Right. I love that. Yeah, it's sweet. So one of the things we talked about um, in that meeting that you mentioned was um, letting the children lead us in this. And we, um, we, we love that idea. You preached about that before, Leanne, about how spiritually smart our kids are and we don't always appreciate that and so part of how we're doing that is by bringing this up during our children's moments and I was wondering if you would talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah yeah so I mean the first thing is that this church loves children that's part of why we're praying uh, you know we're gathering a thousand prayers for children that that 
that need it. This congregation loves its kids, and we knew if the children sort of were the spiritual leaders of this that the congregation would follow. Plus, I'm super confident that our children will pray and will join us in this movement, and they already have. You've already talked about a five-year-old that wrote three prayers yes. when we have some adults who are afraid to even write their first prayer. Right. So we knew if the kids go first, everybody will follow. And we chose to do it during the children's time because, um, you know, to be honest, I like the contrast. I, I think it's neat. The children during children's time are playing hide-and-seek. We're letting them run all over the sanctuary, uh, which sounds more chaotic than it is, but it is pretty fun. <laughs> so we're playing hide-and-seek with the kids, and they're finding um, what we're praying for for these kids. They're finding the word hope and love and joy and peace. And, so, um, and that's how childhood should be. It yeah. should be adults who delight in their kids and the kids just running and playing and being free. And so we let the kids play and we, we think this is what every child deserves. Yes. Aren't we blessed that our kids get this? And then we're contrasting that with the children who are not as blessed, who need hope and who need love and who need joy and who need peace. And, and without judging anybody or anything, we just know that every child deserves a childhood yes. and if you are an abused child you are losing your childhood so um, I like the contrast between the kids playing and that and I also like the children kneeling at the prayer rail and praying and uh, guiding our congregation. That was really beautiful on Sunday with the bishop here and lovely? the kids just cuddled up right next to him <laughs> as we were praying together and listening to the pastoral prayer it was really really precious and yeah. um, they do such a good job and they like you've said multiple times, I've got a five and a seven-year-old, and the five-year-old especially amazes me with how many times he comes up to me and has these nuggets of information about, Mom, did you know that there are kids who don't have the same kind of love that our family has? And my, you know, the tears run. I know. <laughs> crying. And, and when I stop and think about it, I think, yes, there really are, and that's really hard. I had a similar experience. Somebody was walking the, um, the prayer path that we'll get to later, yes. but um, she was, I think, in third grade, and she was just melted in tears. Oh. And I thought, you know we as adults we walk through it and we try to keep it together but really an authentic response is just to cry yeah. what what more do you do yeah um, which just brings to mind another way to pray sometimes is to pray the scriptures and so if you're finding a scripture come to your mind and that's what you want to write on your prayer card please feel free the Psalms are full of things like that where people are lamenting the, the things that they can't change themselves and need God to step into yeah. and so just just another thought there um, so we've talked about the prayer time and what the children are doing and one question that I've been getting just logistically is where do we put them once I've written this prayer I needed to take it home and bring it back what do I do with it and so we have baskets in the pew where you can get a blank tag each week um, you can put your card back in in the pew basket that would be really helpful or we have these beautiful golden boxes uh, sprinkled around the church there's one in the gathering hall just outside the sanctuary sanctuary we have another one in the prayer walk which again we'll probably talk about soon right. um, and then there's one on the first floor children's hallway entrance yeah. by the receptionist desk um, then this one yeah, I mean, that's where you can put your prayers, but don't be shy. You want to mail it to the church if you want to drop yes, it by the front yes, desk. We will point. take any and all prayers. So <laughs> Bring them in. just make sure it gets to somebody that yes. knows where a golden box is. They will get them to us. And, and also, problem. we have these tags that we're making available, but you could email a prayer. You can post it on social media. Whatever you want to do with your prayers, we will print them off, and, and they don't have to be written on one of the little tags. Yeah, that's Isn't true. That right? That's fine. We're trying to keep them anonymous so that we don't have to worry about attribution down the road. We just want to be heartfelt prayers from our collective 
membership and um, friends if you want to talk to friends and family about what we're doing um, it's always exciting to hear in the community you know we love Christ Church because they do so much but how how neat would it be to hear we love Christ Church because they love our community too. yeah and one do. of the best ways you can share that it's going to be posted on our Facebook and on our social media accounts and if you just hit that share button you know you can share our mission with a thousand friends at once depending yeah. on how many friends you have so that's a way that we're really going to raise awareness beyond our church and into the community absolutely and keep your eyes on that because our youth are actually doing a lot of the posting on social media for Christchurch this year which is really exciting during Advent and so I, I think I've noticed already they've written a couple prayers um, and have posted those so stay tuned and keep an eye out that would be a really sweet way to to share that with your yeah, friends easy like an said. easy way to share it in an important way yeah easy is good um do you want to talk a little bit about the pathway to light i think that would probably be a good transition so yeah. it's in the memorial hall and can you explain where that is <laughs> it's it's beside the sanctuary, and it's there's a, a welcome desk at the main entrance of the church, and then there's one just around the corner. It's just behind that. You really can't miss it. If you're kind of walking in um, beyond the sanctuary, you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. Or coming from the children's side, uh, that's what I call it, the you children's right side of the church. It. You walk right into right. it. Kind so of in good. the middle of the church, but not in the gathering hall. How's yes. that for confusing? <laughs> you'll find Hopefully it. Hopefully you'll find it because it's beautiful. One of our church members set this up. Um, the same person who does our Stations of the Cross most years at um, Lent. Easter. Lent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that other time of year. And um, and so what, what she did is it's this beautiful circular pathway where you enter and you grab a black bag of stones. Um, and it's heavy, and the idea is that you are um, holding the terribleness of this situation and the heaviness it puts on our hearts. We're holding it physically as you walk through this path and get to read some of this information about the sort of abuse and neglect that children are going through in our state, um, you know, neighborhoods around us, homes next to us. And, um, and also intermingled, she's pulled out these beautiful Bible verses talking about how God cares about those who are in trouble and in need and about how we as a community are supposed to respond. And then as you turn kind of the corner of the, the path, um, it turns from darkness to light. And there are candles and there are, again, these beautiful verses, um, promises that God has made to his people through all of time. Um, about how he is there and how he responds and how we are called to respond to. Yeah. I think when you first see the the pathway to light, um, you know, it looks sad. It looks yeah. kind of dark. But, you know, trust us. If you walk it, you will leave hopeful and remembering that God can make a difference in these children's lives and that God will. So don't let the... Um, kind of the fear of it stop you from walking it. It is a powerful experience. Yes. And a prayer in itself. I think. Oh, it's oh, it's holy. Yeah. It's just holy. Yeah. So then, um, I think the question is, where do we go from here? And honestly, this this part can be hard for me because I want to move to the doing of things. <laughs> as director of outreach, is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I move to the doing stuff part. And so I'm trying to hold back in that because I think you were so right in that sitting and listening for God's call to us and our response to it. I think that's the most important part of what we're doing this season. Um, but for those of you who are ready for some action, <laughs> um, we do, you should know, 
our church does already work with a number of groups and agencies who work on behalf and with children who are suffering from abuse. Um, some of the ones that we give to you and work with regularly are Kentucky United Methodist Homes for Children and Youth throughout the state. Um, we work with Lifehouse Maternity Home here in Louisville. We work with um, the men and women at the Healing Place, and some of those might not immediately spark thoughts of children, like the Healing Place is for adults, but as you've told me before, children are kind of this invisible thread in everything that we do. That's right. Um, and, and part of this is to bring them from invisible to visible. Okay. And so understanding how helping adults work through and break the cycles of poverty and addiction um, and their own trauma from abuse childhood can be really important and helpful moving forward. And so know that we are already doing this as a church and if this is something that you're interested in, in contributing to and working with, please contact me and let me know because we have some amazing people doing amazing work in those areas. I think one of the things that's beautiful about praying and being still and listening to God is that um, you know, while the children are obviously the victims here, um, you know, parents do their best. Yes. And so uh, one of my prayers is that we don't demonize anyone. Yes. If you are someone who abuses a child or or that, that you don't feel demonized or that our prayers don't include that, but rather that they're... Um, that we're praying for everybody. We're praying for wholeness. Yes. So, so many of these agencies that you've talked about help people live into their best self. Yes. And once you do that, then you're the best parent you can be. Yes. So I love that it's, um, I love that you're seeing this as broader than just this is a child abuse agency or this is whatever. Yeah, no, I think it's really important as, like I said, a parent of young kids myself, parenting is hard. <laughs> and it's really hard if you don't have support in a village. Um, and so we just want to make sure that that's part of what we're doing too, is keeping that spirit open to what God's telling us yeah. about the kids and also about the people that they're living with. Yeah, I also know that, um, you know, this is, this is a personal thing for some people. Yes. You know, you may be a person who was actually abused as a child. You may be a person who's struggling with your own temper or your own demons and um, if you need help if this sparks in you anything personal please reach out to the church we have people here that would love to sit down with you and help you on your journey so um, you know or if something happened to you as a child and it's bringing up feelings yes um, we've had several meetings where we've cried because people said you know this is triggering in me the abuse that I received as a child yes. please don't let this be a time of suffering for you reach out to us and we would love to sit down with you and talk and um, help you work through whatever it is that's been triggered because of this yeah thank you that's a really good point especially we have um, our pastoral counselor Jane Myers on staff um, who would be happy and love to sit and talk and um, also I know you've included your information on a lot of materials around church and so is Reverend Melissa Head so please do reach out we um, your church loves you and we want to make sure that everyone is taken care of this yeah. season yeah we want this to be a safe space and it yeah. is a safe space it is it's a beautiful place Leanne do you have anything else that you want to talk about with this no I just I just want to say thank you for listening to this and I also just want to say thank you for um, for being willing to let your heart stretch a little bit during the holidays yes. and um, I don't know I'm getting tearful I just love I just know that these children there has to be a solution there has to be yeah. and um, if we can just be a tiny piece of that then you know what let's do it let's do it thank you